Welcome to the Noble 8 Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this evening, just a few bits and pieces of debrief-related news. I'd like to start with a little bit of Noble 8-related tech. Strangely untechnical, but strangely Noble 8-related tech. Back in, I guess, 97, 98, when I lived in the shed, noble8.com slash shed, I think still works, I experienced a wide variety of, um, let's just say climates. The shed was maintained by a professor at the local university. Well, actually, that's not the case at all. The shed was owned by a professor at the local university, but all the maintenance on the shed was done by me. And what struck me in particular was that there were gaps in the windows of just probably under a centimetre. So just enough hot air and cold air could come in to freeze the washing, for example, in the middle of winter or put frost on the washing up. So the temperature qualities of the shed were particularly bad, but one of the techniques I used through long hot summers was to put up what I called space blankets which were silver on one side and blue on the other. Now fast forward through to 2007 I'm living in Las Vegas, Nevada with my wife, dog and cat and we are experiencing phenomenally hot temperatures. I'm not sure if you folk follow the weather in Las Vegas but in Fahrenheit I think it's about 115 on average. It goes down to maybe mm, 110, 108 in the late evening in Celsius, that's, I think, about 43 to maybe up to 47. It's probably touches 50 in the sun. So just phenomenally hot. And as we are migrants, we are living in the cheapest possible apartment <laughs> that we can find in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is still relatively expensive. So we have very little control over things like the air conditioning and things like that. Unfortunately, the lack of efficiency in most of the appliances that are around us are completely beyond our control. However, I had the bright idea a couple of days ago to buy up in space blankets and I bought three which are now adorning our deck and they've cooled down the apartment phenomenally. So untechnical related Noble 8 tech but associated I think probably with the poverty of the original shed development and now possibly even the poverty of the Las Vegas lifestyle. So I thought I'd throw that out to the podcast audience as I know there are a number of environmentally conscious folk out there. It's just amazing what a bit of reflective silver will do to temperatures. And slightly related to that, I got a... Well, I've been receiving a series of emails from Gerald de Jong recently. One most recently was a TED Talk of Will Wright. And I don't know, I mean, I talked a little bit in the previous podcast with regards to my feeling in the spore development, but I don't know. I was flicking through a magazine over the weekend and I found some photos of kind of Pixar. In fact, they used the term Pixar-inspired graphics, the developer that they interviewed, the spore developer, and related imagery. I had the opportunity to talk to Steve Gray on Monday night, which I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever spoken to Steve in real time. We've exchanged emails quite a bit in the past six months to try and organise an interview, but I actually had the opportunity to talk to him in real time, which was a really wonderful experience, actually. I'm going to utilise the ability to talk to Steve in three long format interviews that I'm going to take for the Biota Little podcast, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've already informed Steve that I'd like to have the opportunity to chat with him in a kind of spread out in a leisurely fashion on a wide variety of topics and I think he's the kind of person whose ideas being injected back into the biota.org feed will be very very useful 
for all concerned. And probably really re-motivating in many regards for a lot of the folk that listen to the Biota.org podcast, possibly even Ape Reality. In any case, I have been developing Noble Ape bodies, and this relates to the polygonal graphics discussion, what I call True 3D, back a few years ago. I probably still refer to it as True 3D in some regard. But they have feet, they have heads. I put the top and the bottom, and now I'm just filling in from top to bottom, from bottom to top, in order to have you know, accurate movement, these kind of things. I've reflected on how to make them move, and I think treating their feet and hands as points in space and then just doing the right kind of nonlinear equations in order to govern where, you know, where wrists and elbows and things like that go, I think that's probably the simplest way to do it, is the whole purpose of Noble Ape is to do with interactive components as opposed to the things that lead up to interactive components. And it's very easy to model points in space with the view that if they can't reach certain things, you just give that feedback and they'll reach out to that point and then get the feedback to move to the point in the future. So it's going to be very interesting what they end up looking like. I have some sneaking suspicion that they're going to look like break dancers. What was the other term that they used to refer to them as? Did they used to call them rap dancers? I can't remember. But that kind of popping and locking kind of movement, which I think will be resultant of them looking at points in space as opposed to actual limbs. But I'm very interested to see how that turns out. I guess I reflect on my own kind of consciousness in terms of the fact that I think of my hands as objects in space as opposed to things actually connected to limbs. Unless of course I fall over or injure various parts of the limbs. So perhaps this is a reflection of my own thinking in a simulated form. I don't know, I was in kind of two minds following the Douglas Davis podcast in the Biota feed and one of Gerald's emails related to whether or not this was in fact an appropriate podcast. I actually solicited requests of information from the Biota Conversations mailing list. It was just a little bit too far, unfortunately. The fascinating thing with the Douglas Davis interview was I think I asked four questions. I mean, I used to get the impression that Bruce Damer was someone who you only needed to ask a very small number of questions and then just watch them perform some kind of cognitive gymnastics. But Douglas Davis was even more so in that regard. And the thing was that I had kind of giving him some outline to talk about artificial life in the context of virtual worlds mapping back onto his Freudian ideas and I thought it kind of almost did that but then in listening to it again and again following that I began to realise that there was probably considerably more things that weren't artificial life than were. However, with the view that I'm going to be doing a Steve Grand interview in the very near future, not one but possibly three Steve Grand interviews, my feeling is that all should be forgiven through the parties that may have some concern with regards to how these things have been placed in the biota feed and it's just going to be a wonderful opportunity i'm looking forward to having a long and leisurely chat the book project interesting point in time really i got a feedback from an agent today who said again strong project unfortunately no connections in publishing that could utilize this project so still vast majority have not yet communicated so hope springs on however i was having a conversation with my father on the weekend and he mentioned that maybe we need a popular article now in Wired New Scientist Scientific American, so I'm going to be talking to Bruce Damer on the weekend. May form the substance of a biota podcast, maybe not, maybe just a private conversation, who knows? These dynamics are yet to define themselves. We'll see how that turns out. There's certainly a critical mass. Recently, Boing Boing linked to the Douglas Adams speech. Yes, the Douglas Adams speech of how many years ago Boing Boing only just now discovered it, and they linked through directly to the audio, always very good, and the page that had the text of Douglas Adams' speech. They didn't link back to the biota podcast. Second 
second comment down said, hey, maybe you should listen to the other folks in this podcast feed as well. They're all interesting. They're talking about amazing ideas. Tune in, listen to it. But that was only in the comments. That wasn't actually in the boing boing related main section. So I think there's probably some need to poke people towards the bio to feed perhaps artificial life curious folk. See what happens. I mean, that's why it's there. So I will continue to build my noble ape bodies. I suspect the next podcast in this feed may be a mail out and it will cover no doubt a number of topics that I haven't hashed out already and possibly many that I have already hashed out. In any case, Tom at noblelate.com, the email address to get in contact if you have any ideas. A bit disappointed Franz Kohler hasn't been in contact actually. I mean, this is a dude who could be walking around with a Nodalate t-shirt or an original manual in his hand. It's really not a lot of money out of my pocket to get folk these things, so don't feel that you're taking food out of my mouth, and certainly you're not taking anything away from my energy bill now. So, yeah, feel free to get in contact. Original manual, Noblate t-shirt, all this kind of good stuff. When you get in contact, tom at noblate.com. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to tuning into the next podcast.